Ah, scary ghost words. Horror. Anyway, horror stories. Short, long, flash, so on and so forth. Horror can be either amazing and powerful or weak and lead to either comedy for how bad it is or disgust for how bad it is. Comedy would be a good scapegoat. For instance, I had gone to see the movie Smile recently, and it was a decent movie, don't get me wrong, but there were parts where the CGI was so bad that I'd actually start laughing while I'd watch people's faces get ripped off. The movie itself was good, a nice psychological horror, but the CGI was so funny that I'd be laughing like a damn maniac. And honestly, I think it made the movie even better. Just a quick word of warning. There will be topics within this episode that may trigger or upset some listeners. So please, if you're sensitive to any sort of topic that is found within horror, then please click off. I will not be upset. Value your own peace more than my writing tips and episodes. Before I get into this week's episode, I just want to quickly apologize for missing last week's episode. I've been busy between school and working two jobs. I was working two jobs because I put in my two weeks at one job and started working at the other. So I had to manage everything for two weeks and attempt to survive. In fact, the last episode, I managed to find time to record, edit, and upload within a less than two hour window before I had to rush off to my next job. But this time I couldn't do that, which is surprising since the episode 88 weeks, I worked 49 hours. But the episode 89 week, I only worked 39. But oh well, on to the episode. So for the people who don't know, I'm currently taking an AP Writer's Craft class. And right now we're on the Flash Fiction Unit. And in an update to NaNoWriMo, I'm currently at 36,674 words. So my teacher decided to have us look over an article giving 10 writing tips from horror writers. So today I'll be reading out the 10 tips and then reading off a 500-word story that I wrote within 15 minutes for the class. I'll also be providing a link to the article in the description for you all to check out. So, to start off with, number one, there are three types of terror. One is the gross-out horror, such as someone touching slime out of nowhere, blood splattering across a wall, and someone falling into mud where they find a pile of bones. Two is the horror, such as ghosts, zombies, the dark, and so on. Three is the terror. This is when you feel something behind you, but you, but no one is there. When the bloody face of an axe murderer appears outside of your window. Or even when your pets have been killed and hung from the ceiling, their bloody lifeless bodies drifting with the breeze and their eyes torn out of their sockets. Sorry for that bit of imagery, but just need to make a point. Plus, if you get a bit unsettled by that bit, then that'll lead perfectly into the second tip, which is use your own fear. Listen up, everyone. No one knows what scares you the most than yourself. So, if you write what you fear, then you'll be able to find an audience with the same fear and target their heart. Make them break down and trigger their traumas. Make your audience cry. Alright, three. Get inside your narrator's head. Within the article, it says that if a reader sees through the eyes of a character, then there's a higher chance that they'll feel what they're feeling. So I interpreted this as right in first person, but it could also mean to be very descriptive of surroundings and the actions that the character takes. 4. Don't worry about being legitimate. 
So this tip recommended ignoring what others say about what is and isn't a legit genre. Instead, write and instead write what feels right to you. So basically, be yourself and don't try to copy the crafts of others. Five. Take your nonsense seriously. This tip went into how you should take the creatures and characters you write up seriously, and to ignore what anyone who says they're out of, and to ignore anyone who says they're out of place, unrealistic, or stupid. Six. Go where the pain is. This one I think suggested including bits of your past, where the pain is essentially, because chances are others have experienced the same things and you'll be able to tear them down using their traumas. Seven, the scariest thing is feeling out of control. When there's nothing you can do to to save a loved one or even yourself, how do you think you'll react? And no, I don't mean that you've just lost your job and your life and your life and your wife left you and you feel as though your life is falling apart. I mean that when there's a psychotic killer on the loose that had just killed your child, kidnapped your life, and turned your dog into minced beef, and is now forcing you to either kill yourself so then your wife is safe or let her die, but then you'll be hunted down for the rest of your life, where you'll inevitably be tortured to death, brutally, might I add, how do you think you'll react then? Cry? Most likely. However... You don't have the time to mourn your freezing gray child or the blood all over the furniture and the severed dog head staring back at you from the food bowl. You need to make a decision and fast. I would have chosen death. After all, it's a killer that managed to ruin my entire life within a single day. Why the hell would I want to stay alive? Plus, there's not even a certain... Plus, you're not even certain that your wife is actually captive and alive. So if anything, if you had gone to try and rescue her, then you'll most likely end up face finding her dead body. See? See what I mean by triggering descriptions? I warned you. 8. Just start writing and fix it later. This is something that I recommend big time. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Do not edit. Don't even read your work until, say, your third novel. And if you don't write novels, then say you're 30 of short story or something. I don't know. Basically, my first novel, Death Chill, was absolutely terrible. The second was decent, but still had many issues, and the third was my best. At the time. Keep that in mind, at the time. There's always room to improve, and allowing yourself to improve naturally through writing is much better than over-editing everything. Plus, if you choose to edit when you first start, then you won't actually be able to see all of the issues within your works, since you don't have any more experience. So, by that point, it's practically pointless. So please, just start writing, improve your craft, then fix it once you're skilled enough. 9. Tell your own story. This one is actually extremely true, especially if you're not a fanfiction writer. You should be creating your own worlds and monsters not copying others that have already thought things through and set up their entire universe. Like, for instance, my Death Chill trilogy may say that some may say that it isn't original, especially since it's based around a magic high school, but it's still my world nonetheless. I've made up my own characters, created entirely new monsters, and used a different approach when it comes to magic, non-magic, and government. Even with my new 8-book series, I've created more brand new creatures, used different forms of government, and made the characters my own, instead of basing off of anyone else's and just changing the name. So So create your own worlds. It's almost like it's your child. 
Well, if that's the case, then my children are traumatized to no end. But anyway, tell your own story, story and don't try to copy anyone else. Finally, 10. Keep it real. This doesn't mean don't write fantasy and stick to the normal world. To be honest, I don't really even know what it's supposed to mean. All the tips have extremely short descriptions that don't always don't always even describe them. But on this one, it says that emotional realism is important. So I'm guessing that means to keep your feelings towards your story real or perhaps the character's emotions real. I legit have no clue. Perhaps one of you could check out the article and figure it out, but otherwise, I can't tell. Otherwise, alright. And those are the top 10 tips for writing horror. Hopefully all this was helpful. Once again, I'm sorry for missing last week. I've been busy, but I should be much more free now, which is good since I am sleep deprived and it hurts to walk upstairs. Anyway, before I start concluding this week's meeting, I will now start reading off the flash fiction story I wrote for a horror story assignment. Keep in mind, I actually forgot about it at some point, so I had to rush through it. But here you go. Swing set. I'm surrounded by darkness, noise, and a decent chill tonight. My back aches and eyes are as heavy as lead. Nearby is a park with a swing set I used to play on with friends. Wood chips crack below me as I wander over to the seat and begin swinging. The wind blows through my hair and my spine relaxes and stretches. A slower song switches on through my earbuds and I stop, planting my feet on the dry earth and taking out my phone to message a friend. My body becomes tense, with shoulders hunched. I can feel them all around me, sucking up my air, staring me down, and closing in on me. My head shoots around, only empty buildings, but I can still feel them. I know they're there. I glance anxiously down at my phone screen and tears drip onto it. Back up. They're here. They're all around me. The shadowy bodies, bodies encircling the entire park. Low murmurs and distant ghostly child laughter ring in the wind. I strain my neck to look all around me, twisting and turning in my seat. I can't breathe. They're everywhere. I'm going to die. My body turns back around. He's right in front of me, his gruesome, nostalgically abusive smile burning down at me. I attempt to scream, but his hands firmly grasp my throat, tightening with every moment that I struggle. The oxygen spills out of my lungs, and I gasp for breath. My shouts sound more like gargles. Everything is going dark, and little black spots appear. I can't breathe. I can't move. I'm going to die. His eyes meet mine. They're dark and soulless, and missing. Blood pours out of his eye sockets, and he laughs and laughs, like he's amused by my suffering. I can still feel his warmth. It's something that I can never escape. His face is burned into my consciousness. That impatient expression and large nose. That intoxicated scent and tan skin. I'll never escape it. I'll never escape him. His mouth moves as though he's going to say something. But instead my body drops. Screeching. It's all just screeching. He throws me to the ground and my arms scrape against the wood chips. Bleeding. I twist my body over and he stands above me. Smiling with drooped eyebrows. He's tired of me just as as I'm tired, just as much as I'm tired of suffering. He bends down, reaching for my hair. My my phone buzzes. The screen lights up, revealing a message as my friend attempts to make a joke while I'm in agony. How fucking dare he? 
I remove my eyes from the screen and begin surveying once more. He's gone. They're all gone. But I can still sense them. Hastily, I grab my bags, my bag and gloves and flee the park, attempting to escape all those memories, hoping, wishing, to never experience them again. There are muffled voices beside me, and my head turns, just a couple walking their dogs. Right, that's what humans look like. Five hundred words. Five hundred words exactly. All right, time to conclude. Follow at CWC Publishing on Twitter. Check out my novels Death, Chill, Flame Rip, and Arctic Blaze on Amazon and Kobo. Link in description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Patreon. Link in description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Discord server in the description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Instagram at creativewriting underscore club. Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. And let's bring this questionable meeting to an end.